0: Welcome to the North Star Audio Experience. This is week 3, day 3, rocks. Yesterday, we began looking at one of Jesus's most famous parables, the story of the sower and the four soils. To recap, a farmer scatters seeds on four different kinds of soil: on a hard path, on rocky ground, among thorns, and in good dirt. Each location yields different results. Today, we discover what happens to the seed that falls onto the rocky ground. At first glance, the second soil appears to be the most fruitful. Jesus said that the seed sprouted quickly. Unfortunately, the moment the sun beat down on the plant, it died. The soil was shallow, so the roots could not grow. Later, Jesus explained the parable to his disciples. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. There will always be those who are excited about Jesus and desire to walk with him, but aren't prepared for the sacrifice required. Life gets too hard and they walk away. I wonder sometimes if our church communicators are partly to blame for this reality. We often speak of the abundant life that comes with following Jesus, sharing neatly packaged five-minute testimonies about how Jesus changes lives. Then, occasionally, we mention that there will be suffering, like the fine print at the end of a TV commercial for a pill. This will make you completely better. Side effects may include death. This misinformation leads to condemnation and self-medication. Because we don't expect our lives to be challenging, we condemn ourselves when things go wrong. I must not be a good enough Christian, we think. This shame drives us from God's presence. We medicate our pain with sex, shopping, and Netflix. We decide that this faith thing must not be real because it hurts too much. By the way, this idea of misinformation, condemnation, and medication was inspired by chapter 9 of the Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. I highly recommend it. Scripture doesn't hide the reality of suffering. Trials permeate the pages of God's word. Jesus famously said to his followers, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. Our rabbi, the one we are attempting to imitate in all things, promised that our lives would be marked by continual self-denial. He backed up this claim by dying naked, nailed to a Roman torture instrument. Paul once wrote that all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Think about that. When you follow Jesus, you're signing up for guaranteed hardship. Here are four sources of suffering that we will experience as followers of Jesus. Number one, the world can persecute us. There will always be those who hate the mission of Jesus and attempt to stop it. As Jesus himself said, if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Number two, spiritual warfare. As the old saying goes, when we step out, Satan steps up. Satan and his demons will use discouragement, fear, anxiety, and doubt to attack us. His ultimate goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. Number three, our sinful flesh causes suffering. Our battle for holiness is painful because sin entices us and feels good for a season. If it wasn't tempting, it wouldn't be called temptation. When we deny our ungodly desires, we wage war against ourselves. This is a form of suffering. And as Peter says, whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Number four, our broken world causes suffering. Creation is under a curse because of sin. Disease, disasters, and death were never part of God's original plan. Our world is full of sinful people who continually hurt each other. These realities will remain until Jesus establishes his kingdom in the new heavens and the new earth. Did you know that some people actually choose to be in pain? They dedicate precious hours toward causing their bodies to ache. They pay money to experience discomfort. I'm talking about anyone with a gym membership. We don't work out because we love to ache. We exercise because we understand the benefits produced by pain. Like the gym, our trials are full of potential. We find purpose in our pain through two unexpected blessings. Number one, God shapes us through trials. If you are reading this, I believe you want to grow to become more like Jesus. The good news is that God wants that too. He sees incredible potential in our lives. He wants to transform us and empower us for his kingdom. The unpleasant news is that God often uses trials to advance us toward our potential. This is why Paul says we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Whether we like it or not, suffering is the path toward endurance, character, and hope. The second unexpected blessing of suffering is that God draws near during trials. Recently, my family went through one of the most traumatic experiences of our lives. There were tears, silence, and anguish. But during the pain, we experienced God's peace in a profound way. We encountered him like we never had before. Have you ever experienced a you-had-to-be-there moment? Something powerful happens to you and you tell everyone believing their lives will never be the same after they hear what you experience. But something terrible happens as you finish your story. When you look at their faces, you see blank stares. Your transcendent moment was meaningless to them. Oh, we say, I guess you had to be there there are some things in our relationship with God that can only be learned through experience. We encounter God's comfort when we need his help. He becomes our refuge as we look for shelter. When anxiety shouts, his peace stills. Last week, we discovered that God calls us to be trees whose leaves do not wither. When we face trials, we can either weather the hardship or wilt because our roots are shallow. When we endure, Jesus shapes us into his image and draws near as our refuge. If you are suffering, keep moving forward. Keep reading, keep showing up, keep reaching out. God will walk with you. He is working even when we don't see it. Thanks for listening to the North Star audio experience. To discover the next steps for today's content, go to mynorthstar.space slash weekly.